Hi, this is Yossi Sassi, and you're listening to the Progcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Procast, and I'm happy to have here in our Procast Zoom meeting today Yossi Zassi calling from Israel. Hi, Yossi, great to see you. <laughs> Hello, Dario, how are you? I'm good. I'm, yeah. I've been listening to your new album uh, a couple of times uh, in yeah. the last days, and I enjoy it very much. It is called Here and There, and it's out on uh, Friday, March 19th, and um, uh, w we have seen each other uh, a couple of times over the last years um, when you were playing live here in Germany. Um, mm -hmm. I think the first time was when you were still with Orphan Land, might have been 2011 or something in December um, it was around my birthday, and I think it it was at that concert <laughs> that you were handing out flyers for your first solo album, Melting Clocks, that would come out in 2012 then. <laughs> yeah, correct, yeah. And here we are a couple of years later, um, and here and there is more or less your fifth solo album. I mean, you you put out two two albums under your own name, Melting Clocks and Desert Butterflies, and then one, the Roots and Roads album, under the name Yossi Zassi Band, and now it that's the second album here and there is the second album with the Oriental Rock Orchestra. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, the previous one, Illusion of Choice, was in two thousand eighteen. Um, Tell us about here and there. It's uh, I, I think you went to Greece to record it, right? Right, right. It's been it's been quite a journey, as you uh, described it, and uh, uh, really uh, quite uh, precisely uh, <laughs> mentioned the the milestones. Uh, I've been with my solo work for a decade now. Um, it's been, I, I um, left Orphanland, the band I uh, started, co-founded, and was there, as, as many probably know, I was the co-founder and lead guitarist there and uh, composer. I was basically doing the music. Uh, I left in early 2014 after All Is One, after uh, composing, recording, and touring with All Is One. And uh, basically, I focused on my solo uh, project and... Uh, Essentially, the the different um, uh, names. I mean, uh, being the, the solo album, just Yossi Sassi or uh, Yossi Sassi Band, the Oriental Rock Orchestra. They are essentially the at the core. It's it's the same project. It's just getting more and more focused on the musicians around me uh, and me basically composing uh, the material, but. Uh, putting more emphasis on uh, the other talents, uh, multiple wonderful musicians I have the privilege to play with. So if Melting Clocks and Desert Butterflies were very guitar-oriented uh, in a way and were mostly instrumental, uh, then Yossi Sassi Band was uh, maybe one of our more uh, progiest uh, albums or heavier maybe than the others. 
And uh, the last couple of albums are, are really a mix. They are a blend of uh, East, West, acoustic, electric, a sort of uh, Oriental rock, semi-progressive uh, variant of uh, eclectic, you know, mixture of uh, genre. And uh, we're very happy with the results. We recorded in Greece, in the beautiful island of Salto- Santorini. Um, and... Um, You've been it, there it was, before, yeah. right? Um, it was not the first time you recorded there. If right. I we recorded also uh, the previous album, Illusion of Choice, in uh, Black Rock Studios on the island of Santorini, Greece. Uh, what's uh, uh, different in this album is that uh, we recorded it during uh, Corona lockdowns. So uh, it was log- logistically, it was an effort. The sky were basically uh, pretty sh- uh, closed. Uh, and the last minute we had the flight open and we didn't know 24 hours before we didn't know if we will fly. Uh, but that suited my uh, vision for the album because uh, uh, the musicians didn't know the music. Huh. Uh, yeah, I, I just uh, we flew to the island when we arrived there. We were there for a while and every morning we would wake up, eat something, look at the sea, have some tranquil time and then i would say okay do you want to learn a new song (laughs) (laughs) and uh, we would learn it acoustically on the balcony and uh, then around the noon or so we go into the studio we spin it few times uh, no click no overlays live recordings and i think that's the magic of the album in a way it's uh, people were very uh, non-distracted by the mundane day-to-day you know, uh, other things, no cell phones, no uh, parking, uh, jobs. So in that sense, the COVID-19 and the lockdowns really helped because people were available and did nothing. So uh, they learned the album literally a couple of hours before they played it, which was really unique. That that sounds like a great time. Um, yeah, you mentioned this uh, like tranquil feeling, and I also have the feeling, especially with here and there with your new album, that your music uh, is yeah kind of emanating this uh, a kind of peaceful tranquility, uh, which is very beautiful in yeah in this modern world. <laughs> um, yeah. Even though uh, I mean, at least here in Germany, um, we're still pretty locked down as of now. Um, as the vaccinations are not going as fast as in Israel or in the UK, for example. Um, uh, but still, of course, everyday life is 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 weird and hectic and uh, and can be stressful and overwhelming. So uh, it's it's like an island to to come to. <laughs> um, Literally an island. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, your 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 musicians that you mentioned the the wonderful musicians you're working with. Um, most of them you have, you have been collaborating with from the very start, um, right? Right, actually, uh, uh, most of them, almost all of them, uh, are there from the very first album, the the core. I mean, the rhythm section, bass, drums, uh, other guitarists, etc. And uh, uh, Roy Friedman, uh, that does the percussion, percussive instruments. He actually played with me in uh, Orphaned Land, uh, and I know him for more than twenty years. Uh, he was touring with us uh, at the time. Um, 
Yeah, I feel very lucky to be surrounded with musicians that I, uh, first of all, they are really great people, really nice and collaborative and uh, good energies, excellent vibes. <laughs> and uh, on top of that, they are really masters of their uh, instruments. Uh, you know, Orlo Bianica plays with uh, the leading uh, guitarists around the world, uh, Frank Gambale, Marty Friedman, uh, you name it, and uh, Project RNL and other artists. And uh, Ben Azar is also a very gifted uh, Berkeley cum laude, <laughs> sort of a Mediterranean Petrucci. Uh, he can really play anything, uh, you know, uh, any song, any solo, and uh, uh, really, really uh, a bunch of gifted musicians that uh, uh, once uh, I just bring the compositions, they immediately pick it up. And we have this synergy, this uh, chemistry that we've built throughout the years that uh, we just love to play music. And uh, you feel it in, in everything we do that... Uh, uh, you know, these are really a bunch of people that just enjoy to play, to play the instrument and to play together. Beautiful. Uh, yeah, you, you mentioned the kind of last minute flight out of Israel to Santorini um, <laughs> to go there to record the album. And, and you mentioned the instruments right now and... Um, seeing uh the the first single was the was the opening track brotherhood where you where we can see all of you play these instruments and apart from you know your classical inst classic rock instruments like the the bass and drums and, and electric guitars of course we have you on your unique buzukitara um but also uh there's a canoon and a nay in in the lineup and um thinking these are quite unusual instruments and and probably very um uh fragile to 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 move and to to take on a flight so so did you did you bring all your own instruments and how much of a logistic uh nightmare was it <laughs> <laughs> well uh yeah we each carried his own uh instruments it was uh it went fairly okay uh in uh, one of the flights uh Uh, some uh, flight attendant demanded that we pay an extra seat for uh, for uh, the buzukitara, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, the canoon uh, fairly did. Uh, to my surprise, it didn't do uh, uh, too much uh, problem. Uh, normally, we we take the instruments with us to the airplane uh, and send out uh, inside the you know just the the clothes and everything else. Uh, But but we are used to it. I think uh, also throughout the years we learn, we try to fly with companies that appreciate uh, musicians and are tolerant to musical instruments that are very fragile and delicate. Um, yeah, all in all, it was uh, uh, logistic is never fun uh, too much, but uh, it went well. Yeah, <laughs> that, that that's the main point. That's that's yeah. the most important thing. Um, Yeah, you you've been uh, working with a couple of guest musicians over the years uh, on your solo albums, like uh, Ron Bumblefootal, and on the last album you had uh, Ross Jennings from Haken singing on one song. Uh, tell us about the guest musicians for Here and There. Yeah, so in Here and There we are. Uh collaborating uh, like, like you said in the past we collaborated also with the uh, Zaire Zorgati of Mirath and uh, and Ross uh, from Haken and 
and really a, a bunch of wonderful musicians that um, I don't want to miss uh, all of them, but Marty Friedman and really we've been uh, lucky to to play with uh, some of uh, people that are, first of all, friends. We shared stages and studios together, but also really talented. Uh, and this album, we are collaborating with uh, Mats uh, Levin uh, from Sweden. He's uh, like, you know, probably people know him <laughs> from somewhere. Any of his uh, multiple collaboration, he's really a, like a classic uh, vocalist uh, for projects. You know, he, he does that uh, quite a long time and he does it really well. Uh, the main, uh, I think, uh, the main challenge or experience with uh, Mats is a terrific guy and an incredibly talented vocalist, right? He can sing very high, very low. Main challenge was to bring him to the orchestra uh, vision of uh, you know you know it can get really high to them <laughs> to those, like uh, it's, you know hard rock slash glam work even yes. uh, <laughs> style of singing and uh, uh, so we, we had to find the right uh, uh, octaves and uh, uh, the right um, you know ornaments not to have the vocals uh, too much out of uh, style and I think he did it brilliantly, he really found the way to bring himself. You can hear it's him, but at the same time, he's uh, very much in tune with uh, all the Middle Eastern traditional composition and instruments that are going on there in the background. Uh, some people heard the single, it it's, uh, will be out soon, but said it's a bit like Amma Sefer or, uh, you know. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just yeah. wanted to say that. I mean, the, the Amma Sefer mm -hmm. album is, uh, um, yeah, also quite some time ago that this uh, amazing album, uh, Exodus yeah. Part 1, Slaves for Lives, dropped um, d probably more than 10 years as well. And yeah, um, yeah. I, mean, I love his, his, um, his performance on that album. And and the album uh, itself, and of course the 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 title track here and there with him reminded me of that, and I was like, man, these guys they like five or eight years they started teasing the second part of the series when the lions <laughs> leave their den, but uh, our, at this point I kind of lost all hope that this is gonna happen ever. <laughs> yeah, th this is the closest you'll get to, uh, you know, part, uh, your, you know, a sequel to uh, the brilliant work that uh, Erezen uh, did with the Amosefa. Yes. Uh, really, really special project. I love it. Yeah. Um, there, there's another um, vocal guest on the album uh, for the song uh, Gia Siguria. Yeah, Gia yeah, Siguria. It's, uh, it's in Greek. <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> it means uh, uh, to make sure. Uh, that's the, the, uh, literally the meaning of Gia Siguria. Uh, this song is sung in uh, Greek uh, by uh, Christos Dantis. And uh, Christos, or Christos, if you want. Christopher. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, he's, uh, he's a rock star in uh, Greece. He's very big. He's like oh, wow. the... Uh, I don't know uh, what's the equivalent in uh, West Europe, but uh, um, he's a sort of uh, this uh, really veteran uh, rock guy. He's been around, you know, like uh, for for uh, more than 20 years or 30 years or so. 
people know him, they sing his, but he's a rock singer, mm-hmm. some rock ballads and etc. And people sing his songs in, uh, you know, uh, uh, all those uh, singing competitions. Uh, when you like, say uh, when you when you say rock ballads, uh, I'm thinking of Rod Stewart or something like that. <laughs> yeah, in a way, but you can say is is maybe a Greek's Rod Stewart in a way. <laughs> but but you hear his voice is uh, you hear it comes from this genre where this ah yes in the throat and uh, that's that's his style. I I really like his style and. It, this song is really um, quite a, a different breeze inside the, the album, uh, a bit more um, maybe melodic or a bit more straightforward. Um, but yeah, it's been uh, great to collaborate with him. And uh, we just thought we were already in Greece and uh, the studio owner, we know him for a few years now. It's the second time, like you said, that we record her. And we, we were playing with the idea that uh, there was this track uh, Elia Sigouria to be to be mentioned uh, that we we really wanted some Greek lyrics there we wanted somebody to sing a real Greek uh, singer and not uh, not me or somebody else to force the lyrics in Greece in Greek and uh, we're very pleased with the result I mean Christos is a great guy and we had a guy named Nikos Saris that wrote the lyrics for this specific uh, song and came out really nice did, did did he come to the studio on Santorini or did he record it somewhere else? No, but actually is uh, it's one of the few things the vocalist had to record uh, in their own countries because of the lockdown. Even to travel from Athens, the mainland, to Santorini was uh, it was some logistics. Yeah, because uh, you know you had to do double check, uh, negative Corona checks uh, on the entry, on on the way back, and uh, yeah. we just keep. Is a very good home studio, and uh, we had to record, you know, back and forth uh, some versions, and then, uh, but it came out really, really nice. Yeah, but, but the instrumental uh, part of the album, which is of course the biggest part, uh, is all the the whole band, the whole orchestra in the studio together playing live, right? Live, yeah, playing live for the first time ever. Wow. <laughs> Some some tracks, you know, we played on the first day, and then we said, in few days we'll try them again. Maybe we can get it better, or uh, we love it more. Uh, specifically, one song, uh, "Night Flight," which is the more uh, uh, jammy one, a bit longer. This is a song that we played every every night uh, after midnight, around one or two in at night and uh, a.m. And uh, every every night we played a version of it. Every night it sounded different, and uh, at the end we just chose the one that we <laughs> we felt uh, be- better and uh, most, most about it. Most uh, happy with. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, we we mentioned also that that the, the album has has some different tones here and there. Um, the first single, Brotherhood, was uh, um, yeah the classic instrumental uh, Yossi Sassi style. Um, and then we have uh, the mind spirit, which is quite proggy, I think. And uh, here and there with uh, with Mats Levin and then Yesiguria. Um, the the second or the the last part after Yesiguria, uh, including Night Flight, I had a feeling it has uh, uh, like levitating a Night Flight, and especially um, had like a 
pretty laid back uh a jazz feeling or not really jazz but a little bit jazzy and but 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 the most important uh part for me was this laid back and and and, and calm and tranquil feeling we were all also talking at the beginning already um uh yeah which, which i found quite quite interesting that you, that you 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 came through 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 these um you know Playing playing music or, or releasing music um, now with your solo project for for a decade and and having a lot of of of, of happy dancey songs so to speak and and then now now having this 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 chilled out version as well is is, is a kind of a cool addition to the to to the uh, spectrum of uh, Yossi Zassi styles. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, what 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 strikes me uh, a lot with with a lot of these like the these classic Yossi Zassi songs like Brotherhood uh, or th these folky instrumental um, um, songs that are built around a like quite simple melodic idea. I I always uh, and 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 with your progressing uh, solo discography uh every time a little bit more i have the feeling that these melodies that you bring to the table on these uh in these compositions they have kind of a universal and timeless feel for me like they they've always been there and they they will always be there and i don't know it's it's like quite quite unique and i i, I keep thinking there was one specific song from some prog artists in the last year it was a song i remember it specifically it was i don't know the second song of the album but i can't get to there was also like this this um universal feel about this melody that you um have in in a lot of your songs um, do 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 you feel this? I, I have the feeling they are like old, ancient tradition, traditional melodies that you kind of arrange, but they all uh, they I don't know. They probably come from your from your subconscious. So where where do they these melodies come from? <laughs> you know, I, they, I definitely agree that the the style of music is. Uh, is very uh, like you say old uh, melodies or something that you, it sounds familiar. Like if we we are re reincarnating, then maybe I heard it in a marketplace uh, <laughs> six hundred years ago, seven hundred years ago in Bavaria or something <laughs> from a loud uh, lauta player. Yeah. But uh, uh, I think really, uh, uh, to be honest, I feel music. You know, we are vessels. At the end of the day, we are conveying energies into the world and. Uh, uh, it's all frequencies, it's all waves, and obviously they have uh, effects on our energies, on our mood, on healing. I believe that really there is, uh, although all, all my music is original, right? It's not uh, taken from anything, not even traditional music. Uh, it is still uh, the fact that I grew up in this area, in the Middle East, as a child, to a musical family. I heard all my music, I heard uh, traditional music from uh, Greek, uh, Turkey, the Balkan uh, music from uh, Egypt, uh, Morocco, uh, Iraq. Uh, there was a lot of that, a lot of makamat, a lot of the 
Arabic scales, the Eastern scales, not the diatonic. So all my childhood was around quarter tones and a lot of melodies uh, that closest are like harmonic minor perfect fifth, which is Hejaz in Arabic, it's uh, pronounced, and uh, Phrygian scale, you know, like uh, things like Nahawand and Bayat and other uh, equivalents of the scales that we have in the West. And uh, I think the, the magic or the secrets to what you are hearing is that although I play Western, uh, so-called Western music and on Western instruments and electric guitar, in my head, I'm always playing uh, uh, makamat. I'm not thinking in Western scales ever. You know, it's, uh, I don't know if you can feel it, but maybe that's the feeling you are getting. In my head, I am thinking what is the closest to the quarter tone that I might be playing now in a in a oud or saz, baglama, some other instrument for Turkey or, or Egypt. And uh, I just love, I, I grew up as a kid in the Middle East. Then I met, you know, uh, heavy metal, Metallica, Slayer, like every uh, good normal teenager. <laughs> and, and a lot of the classic prog rock, of course, uh, Rush and King Crimson, etc. But I think I'm, I'm fortunate to, to be really in the crossroad between East and West, the acoustic and the electric. And uh, in, in my head, I still think from my childhood, I think, and I try to play like, the old music I know, uh, but my influences and my current life is is of course rooted in in uh, heavy and prog music. Um, so that's maybe part of that idea. And I think some scales really have effect on the human mind that they are old, like familiar. A lot of Phrygian uh, uh, phrases sound like you've heard them before. Like uh, in, in the second album, we have uh, Desert Butterflies, we have Azadi that has the phrase of uh, So it's a very simple Phrygian uh, phrase and it's an original one, but it sounds familiar because of the, uh, the general... Uh, you know, you take the flukes and timber of certain instruments and uh, you have this, uh, the, the sense, the sensation of that uh, melody is, uh, is familiar. So it, it's a style at the end of the day uh, and a very unique crossroad uh, that I'm, I was lucky enough to be born and exposed to in, in the same time. Yeah. yeah um, you, you mentioned quarter tones and stuff, stuff that's not really um, known to the traditional Western music, um, there's, but there's also some artists in today's uh, contemporary music that are exploring these kind of things, like uh, very recently uh, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard uh, kind of uh, exploring these kind of quarter tones. Do, do you listen to that kind of stuff or do you do... Um, and do you think you would... Um, maybe in the future also incorporate more instruments that are able to to uh, hit these quarter uh, uh, quarter notes um, uh, quarter tones um, uh, or, or do, do, you, do you like the, the the kind of compromise you, you you're going for here <laughs> yeah I mean yeah I, uh, I I never say never I don't know the future what it brings but uh, 
I like to listen to this style of music, also contemporary as well as uh, uh, old school stuff from quarter tone based music. Uh, for me, uh, I really love the fact that although I play, uh, I think about quarter tone when I play diatonic tone, uh, tone, semitone, tone, semitone, uh, I think uh, it's for me, it's I like it more that I try to wrap it up and and kind of around the corners that it will sound western uh at the end of the day to most listeners i think it's it's part of uh of of what makes the music unique uh that if i will bring it in your face if i would play just quarter tones and by the way i play in all the albums some quarter tones sometimes in bands in the electric guitar it's just a band of a string but uh, for example in here and there at the end that sequence at the end before we wrap up the la 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 as a, as a, a quarter tone uh, sus there uh, i love it when it's subtle when it's uh, implied not really in your face because it, when it's in your face you hear yeah you say it's a world music yeah <laughs> and uh, it's not really what what i'm doing i'm doing this oriental prog rock um, and i really love it that the instruments are there the energy is there but the composition is uh, quite uh, occult, quite Western in a way. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah, we, we're reaching the end of the interview. And uh, at, at the end, we always love to ask the question to our interview uh, guests. What's in your <laughs> walk, man? Uh, what have you been listening to lately? Is there anything that you want to recommend to our listeners? Yeah, well, lately I've been listening to... Uh, uh, one of them is I couldn't avoid listening because it's uh, my daughter's uh, uh, new uh, release, very fresh. Uh, she, she, my daughter, Danielle Sassi, plays the flute in the Oriental Rock Orchestra. Yes. And she has her own prog band. Uh, they're called Storchi. Yes. I, uh, I, I wanted to wait to, to, for you to say it because I've been wondering yeah. before uh, how is it pronounced. <laughs> yeah, Storchi. It's like an ostrich in some languages. Uh, that's the meaning. And uh, Storchi, they're, they're really cool. They're like, a, I don't know how to say, a mixture of, uh, uh, you know, of... Uh, um, uh, they, she plays the flute there, right? So it's it sounds a bit like Jet Rotal from the Middle East, but but with heavier guitars and uh, their uh, new release is coming out this week, actually. Very, very, very unique. It's called The Crude in three parts. Uh, and and she, she, she and the, the, their bandmates really took it to the next level. They did a, an amazing piece of composition, uh, really, wow. really nice and very special, really good musicians as well. I, I, uh, I really enjoyed their debut outside from 2019 yeah. and I had no idea I will I will have to drop her an email to to, yeah. uh, to so we can include it uh, in, I think in, it's a secret <laughs> they want to release it secretly maybe I oh. went their surprise but well when, when, when we broadcast when, yeah when, when we broadcast it it will be a day after they surprisingly announce it so okay, okay 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 <laughs> um, really looking forward to that yeah yeah great news yeah, <laughs> yeah, and other than that, I've been listening to a lot of stuff. I, I love uh, Haken's uh, Virus album, and uh, I'm listening to a lot of artists that maybe are out of the rock and prog genre. Yeah, that's uh, cool. 
Yeah, so so many like compilations from Omar Farouk Takbilek and you know Turkish artists and uh, stuff like that. I, I really enjoy the traditional complex uh, uh, compositions from some uh, world music artists like uh, Guksal Baktagir, Guksal, I think it's pronounced. Okay, <laughs> but but he, he he does some really nice uh, instrumental music with Kanun that I love. That's also some of the things I heard lately, Kurdi Saz. Um, yeah, but all in all, it's, uh, you know, it's been a, a, I tried this last year, like hopefully uh, most of us to find the full half of the cup and just uh, have more time to listen to music and relax a bit from touring and hectic. Uh, now it's getting to be more hectic, I feel. <laughs> With the routine comes the, you know, <laughs> the action. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you guys in Israel are probably, uh, like, a lot of you guys are already vaccinated and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, we're like more than 50% of population wow. got vaccinated. We have 5 million vaccinated out of 8 point something or something yeah. like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll be one of the first countries probably to uh, open back... Uh, but uh, still, you know, it's. Uh, I personally don't feel that uh, you know we won over. We, we ticked the box. It's not like uh, crossing a fee sign, and uh, yeah, we have to learn to live with it. You know, for yeah. the years to come, maybe we'll have to take this vaccine every year or stuff like that. Uh, but and most important is that uh, you know uh, the music is still there. People are creating absolutely. good music. People and had a chance to to do great music this year and find the music new music inside themselves and that that's really really encouraging for me <laughs> yeah um just one little side note on on the on the vaccination thing i mean it's also not an isolated thing uh in the globalized world uh it's uh it doesn't help you if you're like the only country that is like 75 or 85 percent vaccinated <laughs> yeah, exactly. of the po population yeah we need that to get to the entire europe right at minimum yeah. like yeah. Uh, to start even uh, having shows and tours and yeah all the world ne needs that um uh, uh, in a naive in a naive way i i want the entire world to be healthy as soon as possible without thinking about uh politics and how much it costs and it should be like a, a free thing you know for humans yeah uh because it's not a a piece of software or i don't know something commercialized but yeah i guess some things are stronger than than <laughs> than the, the peaceful naive uh, wish um i have also uh to to wrap this up a couple of um walkman uh entries <laughs> from my side um first of all sure. i want to give another shout out to the incredible or lubianiker who finally released his de his debut solo EP, No Need to Abort, uh, recently. We we already talked about it here on the podcast Friday Top 5. It was a very unexpected release for me in both uh, in not knowing that it w would be coming out uh, because I have not been following, following him that actively on his YouTube channel where he like was was teasing it for for a long time i think um but also um sonically it sounded a lot different than i expected right <laughs> <laughs> oh 
you know, bass bass players like uh, they say in Forrest Gump, uh, bass players is like a box of chocolate. You never know what you get, <laughs> and uh, you know it's uh, and always like that. He's a very surprising, very unique individual. I love him so much. He's, he's like a, a brother to me, and uh, I knew when you began to work on that, I knew it will be uh, anything but a, a classic bass. there you know like a slap and a technique because that he does very well and so well in other projects and the fact that he produced this uh you know a uh, very out of the ordinary sort of industrial uh, i don't know really how to very very say. dark very dark, dark uh, vibe industrial music yeah, yeah. it's uh <laughs> I was like, whoa. I, I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like, uh, you know, it takes few listens to really understand uh, what he conveys there. But uh, I love it because for him, it was the easiest would be to go into the studio and, and play some cool bass. And, you know, it will be, yeah, yet another very cool bass. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but did. I love it that he, he took uh, the challenge and then created something different. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, tying in with uh, with our uh, talk about um, yeah Middle Eastern music and and also these um, instruments that are capable of pronouncing uh, quarter tones um, in 2019 there was a release from Australian label art as catharsis and um, they are really good in picking up like interesting world music but also jazz and fusion and psychedelic artists and uh, they released uh, um, I think it's a little EP from from a, um, a guy called Kais Esar and he plays the Afghan Rabab on there um, which I really enjoyed back then and uh, uh, I'm looking forward to going back to that now being in that vibe you know Uh, uh, inspired by your new album and another album that um, I, I started listening to again before I got the promo from for here and there was from a Greek band called Human Touch um, their self-titled debut album from 1998 it's quite rare and obscure I have to thank my good Greek friend Nick Vives for, for giving it to me uh, like 15 years ago or so um they're like a like a jazz fusion trio um and uh you can't find it if you search for just human touch on spotify um i think the best way to to find it is look for human touch and then chromatic crunch uh because that's one of the songs on there or song for a love lost it's with flute and with saxophone and the the drummer also plays the keyboards when they play live uh, supposedly he pl plays both at the same time um and uh, this this is they they have two two albums out i don't know of any more the second album was called moving and uh but this first uh self-titled album human touch It's just so beautiful. A lot of fretless bass, which I absolutely love. Um, and, and just looking here, uh, one, one song is called also Roots and Memories. So that's also something that could, oh. could, could remind <laughs> us of uh, a certain Yossi Sassi thing. Um, yeah. That's it for today, I guess. Thank you so much for taking the time, Yossi. It was great to see and hear you again. Um, yeah. 
just yeah we we'll keep our fingers crossed that our roads will cross again very soon um hopefully live in the flesh uh on some tour when that's gonna be possible again all the best with the release of the incredible here and dare um, thank you very much <laughs> truly appreciate it and and hopefully we'll meet soon on the roads on the roots i don't know but on the roads <laughs> <laughs> right yeah Yes. Um, to our thank listeners, you. Uh, thank you for listening as always. Take care of yourselves, take care of your loved ones and listen to great music. Progcast is a Stuus Media podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at Progcast Podcast. To learn more about Stuus Media, check out stuusmedia.com. Progcast is hosted and produced by Dario Albrecht and myself, Randy M. Salo, and is co-produced by Janine Stengel-Lewis and Blake Lewis. Our theme music is by This Is Not An Elephant. New episodes of Progcast drop every Monday and Thursday, and don't miss our Friday Top 5 episode where we discuss our favorite albums that drop that week. See you next time, Prog fam. Progcast.